I really want to set us all up for success. I want to make sure that we have all the tools and the mindset to be able to make diabetes easier. And I really don't believe that talking about type 1 diabetes as a second job is the best way to get there. When I hear the word job, I think of something that's separate from the rest of my life. And when I think about the ideal situation for people with type 1 diabetes, it's not that at all. It's not diabetes requiring focused time or time away from friends and family, or even as something that takes up a lot of time or effort. It's something that's completely integrated into your life, and you're able to manage diabetes and balance other things at the same time. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, a quick question for you. Does type 1 diabetes make you feel stuck? Do you feel like living with type 1 limits you and makes it harder to do the things that you want to do? If so, I have a free guide that can help you get unstuck and become more flexible in your life with type 1 diabetes. To download your free copy, go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com backslash get unstuck. That's thediabetespsychologist.com backslash get unstuck. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist for access to even more exclusive content. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. I need to make a confession to you guys. Every time I give a presentation to a group of people with type 1 diabetes or to a group of healthcare providers, I start off with telling them all of the reasons why living with type 1 diabetes is so hard. And I usually talk about how living with type 1 is like having a second job with no breaks and no vacations and no way to quit. I go on to talk about how it's a constant juggling act that's impossible to keep up with. And this description makes a really great story. It's compelling. It pulls at the heartstrings. And it shows how complicated living with type 1 diabetes can be sometimes. But it also makes living with type 1 diabetes feel really hopeless. If it's a second job that you can't quit, what on earth are you supposed to do? Just saying this makes me feel trapped with diabetes. It makes me feel like diabetes defines me, and diabetes has complete control over my life. It's like my second boss. I think the last thing that any of us want is to feel like diabetes defines us. We tend to get stuck in this narrative about what having diabetes means and how it impacts us. And these stories that we tell ourselves are really powerful. If we keep talking about type 1 diabetes in these terms, where it's always going to be overwhelming and always going to be a big burden, then what other choice do we have? That becomes our story and that becomes our truth. And it makes it really hard for diabetes to be anything different for us. I want to make a suggestion to you, and I'm going to make a commitment to myself that I'm going to stop talking about diabetes as a second job. I've been thinking a lot about this recently, and I really believe that talking about diabetes as a second job is doing us all a big disservice. So I want to spend some time on this podcast episode talking about why I think this and also 
thinking about how we can reframe diabetes in a way that's more empowering for us all and gives us some hope that things can get easier. Now, please understand that I'm in no way suggesting that living with type 1 diabetes is easy, and there aren't some significant challenges that come along with it. Not at all. Trust me, I know I live with diabetes, and I work with people with diabetes every day. I'm very much aware of the challenges, and I know how real and how difficult they can be. But on that same note, I really want to set us all up for success. I want to make sure that we have all the tools and the mindset to be able to make diabetes easier. And I really don't believe that talking about type 1 diabetes as a second job is the best way to get there. When I hear the word job, I think of something that's separate from the rest of my life. And when I think about the ideal situation for people with type 1 diabetes, it's not that at all. It's not diabetes requiring focused time or time away from friends and family, or even as something that takes up a lot of time or effort. It's something that's completely integrated into your life, and you're able to manage diabetes and balance other things at the same time. The goal that I want for myself and for my patients is to be able to integrate diabetes into their lives seamlessly, so they're able to do what they want to do and have diabetes along for the ride, and be able to manage diabetes no matter where they are without it taking up too much headspace. So talking about diabetes like a second job doesn't fit into that narrative. It doesn't fit into that integration. It feels separate and it feels very burdensome. I want to talk about three big downsides to continuing to think about diabetes as a second job. The first one is we tend to define ourselves by our jobs. And so when we talk about diabetes as a second job, it sets an expectation for ourselves that that's who we are and that we're going to spend a good amount of time and effort managing diabetes. And that feels overwhelming. It makes it feel like it's going to be a big suck on your time and a big focus of your energy. And so by thinking about diabetes as a second job, it gives it a priority in your life and a priority in terms of the time that you expect to spend on it more than it needs to have. We think about our jobs as being a big stressor for us. If we think about diabetes as being a second job, it puts an extra layer of stress on it simply by association. But equally as important to the amount of time that a job takes and the amount of time that we think a job should take is how we define ourselves and how we see ourselves. Think about the last time you were at a party and met somebody new and they asked you, what do you do? The reason they're asking you that question is both to make conversation, but they also want to understand who you are and how you spend your time. And asking you about your job is a great way of getting that information. However, if we think about diabetes in the same way and think about diabetes as a second job, that puts a lot of weight on the role of diabetes in our lives. I don't think that any of us want to be defined by having diabetes. But thinking about diabetes as a job, it really works to help you define yourself as having diabetes in your mind. And when we define ourselves as something, it can be hard to see ourselves in context outside of that. The second thing is, when we talk about diabetes as a second job that you can't quit, it sets an expectation in our minds that diabetes is going to be hard and going to be hard all the time, that we're going to get tired of it, and that fatigue and that burnout is going to be never-ending. And the language matters here. Using language like job, which involves work, sets the tone that diabetes is going to take effort on a regular basis. 
And it means that this effort is going to be hard and unpleasant. Now, I suppose you could think about it as a job that could be fun or that you enjoy. But if that were the message you were trying to send and the way you were thinking about diabetes, you probably would not be using the words work or job. You would use words like diabetes is my hobby or diabetes is what I do for fun, which just sounds ridiculous. But on that same note, talking about managing diabetes as a job seems overly burdensome and overwhelming. And I know from experience, there is a middle ground. And the third downside to talking about diabetes as a second job is that it also sets the expectation that it's always going to be this way, that's always going to be hard. Talking about type 1 as a job almost always comes with a caveat that it's a job that you can't quit and there's no vacation and there's no breaks. Not only is this job hard and unpleasant, but there's no way out of it. And this is how it's always been and this is how it's always going to be. And there's nothing you can do about it. And you're right. You can't quit diabetes. It's just not that simple. But you also have an expectation that the job is always going to be hard and that having diabetes is constantly going to be a burden and that that burden is never going to end. In my experience, that's not true. Certainly, there's work involved in diabetes on a regular basis, and that's just the reality of it. But to expect the work is always going to be hard and always going to be burdensome is, I think, going a little bit too far. Because in the context of a job, the situation feels really hopeless. You're going to be burnt out. You can never quit. You have to go every day. Certainly with diabetes, the stress will be there sometimes, but it ebbs and flows. You may not always need a break. You may not always feel burnt out. And there may be some days that are hard, but no doubt there are also going to be some days that aren't so hard. It's important to recognize this. And talking about diabetes as a job you can't quit makes it really difficult to do that. My bet is that some of you are listening to this and saying to yourselves, I hear what you're saying, but type 1 feels like a job sometimes. And I hear you. The key word here is sometimes. I know diabetes is stressful. It involves a lot of thinking, a lot of decisions, and a lot of tasks that people who don't live with diabetes don't have to deal with. This is absolutely true. The last thing I want you to hear me say is that I think diabetes is simple. The diabetes doesn't cause stress or the diabetes is no big deal. But my challenge to you is to look at the difference between saying that diabetes is stressful sometimes and diabetes is like a second job that you can't quit. There are some important differences between those two statements. Diabetes is stressful sometimes is a fact, and we can all come up with good evidence from our own lives to support this fact. I can certainly tell you lots of ways that diabetes is stressful for me at times. However, talking about diabetes as a second job is a story through which we see diabetes. There are certainly elements of truth to it. But when we look at diabetes through the lens of a second job, it takes the stress of diabetes that's already there and magnifies it. It makes it so much bigger. Think about a job that you've had that you hate. Maybe you have one now that you hate, or maybe you've had one in the past. I know that I have. When you have a job you really don't like, you think about it all the time. When you're at work, you tell yourself how much you don't want to be there and how you can't wait to get off. You dread going to work. And when you have a day off, the countdown is on until you have to go back. Having a job you don't enjoy is a pretty miserable experience. 
And it's even more miserable if you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. If there's no way you can stop working, then you'll be spending all your time in this miserable job forever. It doesn't have to be this way. The easiest way to make diabetes less stressful is to change the way you think about it. To be more precise, you need to change the language that you use to describe your experience with diabetes. It'll help you change the story you're telling yourself about what it means to have diabetes. You can change the story from diabetes is a second job that I hate and that I can't quit to something more neutral and less emotionally charged. Something like diabetes is like having a manual transmission pancreas. It only changes gears when I shift. See the difference there? One is saying that diabetes takes up a lot of time and energy all the time, and it's going to be miserable. And the other one is saying, diabetes takes some work. I have to do things to manage my diabetes on a regular basis. But it doesn't have to take up much time or or headspace. It just means shifting gears rather than having those gears shift automatically for me. And to me, that sounds a lot less stressful and a whole lot more manageable. So my challenge to you is to reframe how you think about diabetes. Instead of thinking about it like a job and all of the negativity and stress that comes with that, let's try to reframe it. And I want to give you a couple of specific things you can try to help you reframe diabetes from being a job to one that's more accurate and one that captures the realities of living with type 1 diabetes a little more accurately. I don't want to give you the exact terms that I think you should use to describe diabetes. That's really up to you. But I want to be able to give you the tools that you need to describe it in a way that's healthy and describe it in a way that gives you hope that things can get easier. As you're thinking about the language that you use to describe the experience of living with type 1 diabetes, I want you to be able to recognize that it does involve work and that it does involve stress. However, I also want you to be realistic about this and realistic about how much work and how much time it actually involves. When we think about diabetes as a job, it gives the impression that you're always doing it. But the reality is, is you're living your life and diabetes is there and does involve work, but it's not constant. The work is there, but the work is intermittent most of the time. It happens every once in a while. And hopefully it happens in a way that you can integrate it into the rest of your life as opposed to it being separate. If we're able to find language that incorporates this, it can be really helpful. My second suggestion is you work to find language that captures the fact that diabetes explains you, but doesn't define you. It's a part of your life and certainly something that flavors you, but it doesn't define the core of who you are. As I mentioned before, One of the things that bothers me about using the word job to describe diabetes is that we oftentimes define ourselves by our work and by our job. It's a core part of who we are. And I think diabetes is a little different. We don't want it to define who we are, but we also want to acknowledge that diabetes plays a role in how we're feeling right now and also how we're behaving. But we also want to recognize that it's a small part of a much bigger picture. The third thing to consider when you're thinking about what language to use to describe diabetes is you want to make sure the words you're using set an expectation that the work will be doable. It may be a burden sometimes, it may be hard, and it's certainly something that you have to do, but it's also possible that you can do it with ease. 
when you talk about diabetes as a job that's never ending and there's no breaks, it feels like it's not doable or it feels like it's always going to be this slog. And sometimes diabetes is, but there's also sometimes when it's not so bad, when the work just happens and you don't really think much about it. Even if that's not the case for you right now, I want to make sure that you believe that things might be able to change and it may be possible to do it with ease in the future. Want to be aware that the work is intermittent. You have to check your blood sugar before meals. You have to take insulin. You may have to think about it when you're treating highs and lows and correcting. There are also times when you're not thinking about it. It's not like going to a job where you go to work and you think about it for four hours in a row or eight hours in a row, and then you stop. There are times when it takes a lot of focus and times when it doesn't. The fourth thing to think about when you're describing diabetes is you want to be able to recognize that your experience is constantly changing. I know you can't quit diabetes, but your experience with diabetes is not the same day to day or even hour to hour. When I picture a job, I picture this repetitive task that I have to do all day long with no breaks, and that's pretty miserable. But you have to recognize and look for those times when it's not so intense. Because when you don't look for them, you go to your default, which is the diabetes is a burden. Then it feels like it's that way all the time. My final suggestion, as you think about the language that you use to describe type 1 diabetes, is open up the possibility for it to be empowering and for you to gain some feeling of mastery over it. When I hear people talk about the job of managing diabetes, it just feels so defeating. And the description just sounds like there's no way that it's ever going to get better. It's just always going to be tiring, always going to be a drag, and always going to be hard. But even if that's true sometimes, that doesn't take away the fact that you can be empowered with diabetes and you can be empowered to feel like you can handle it and to believe that even if things are rough sometimes, that it's going to be okay. As I know I've talked about on this podcast before, I think about diabetes as riding a wave. Sometimes the wave is going to be smooth, sometimes it'll be rough, and sometimes you may fall off your surfboard. But no matter whether you fall off the wave or you surf into the shore, you can be confident that you know how to surf and you can handle whatever surf is in the ocean that day. When I'm thinking about the type of language that we can use to describe type 1 diabetes, the image I like to think about is a manual transmission. For people who don't have diabetes, their pancreas works without having to think about it. But for people with diabetes, it requires that we shift gears on our own or that we give insulin to ourselves manually and check our blood sugar and pay attention to make sure everything is taken care of. But if you've ever driven a manual transmission, it can be challenging to learn how to shift gears and when to shift gears. But as you learn to do it, it becomes a lot more natural. Eventually, you don't even think about it. My hope for you is you can find a way to make it a natural part of your life. It's just what you do. There may be times when it takes more of your focus and more of your energy and headspace, but most of the time, I hope it'll just kind of be in the background, integrated into what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to keep thinking about different analogies that we can use to describe the experience of living with type 1 diabetes, but I just realized that I'm having a really hard time thinking of one right now. And that's really a testament to why this conversation is so important. For me, the idea of diabetes being a job is so ingrained in my mind. I'm having difficulty deviating from that. 
even though I was able to lay out some characteristics of some language that would be helpful and a healthier way to think about diabetes, I'm struggling to find specific examples that I can give you to describe diabetes. Because this language is so ingrained in me and so many other people with diabetes that it's hard to let go of, and it's also hard to think about other ways of describing diabetes. This is a helpful thing to recognize. It shows the importance of not being so attached to this identity that diabetes is a job and diabetes is hard. Because when we're attached to it, or it's so ingrained in the way we think about things, it makes it challenging to deviate from that and to find new ways of thinking about it. But I would love to hear from you guys if you have any ideas about how we can better talk about and describe the experience of living with type 1 diabetes in a way that is healthy and empowering and shows that diabetes can be challenging, but that it's a part of your life and doesn't have to be the sole focus of your life. This is just the beginning of the conversation, and I look forward to continuing to think about this and working with you guys to change the language that we use so that we can make sure that we're empowering ourselves with the language and allowing ourselves the freedom and flexibility that's possible when we see it through a lens that's healthy and realistic. Before you go, can I ask you a quick favor? If this podcast has been helpful for you, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating and post a review on iTunes. That helps me get the word out about this podcast so as many people as possible with type 1 diabetes can benefit from it. I always love hearing from my listeners. To get in touch, you can find me on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist or send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com. You can also find me on the web at thediabetespsychologist.com. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. Bye until then. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Thank you.